Welcome to the Crescent Podcast. I'm Leanne. This podcast is an extension of my personal philosophy and commitment to continual growth in all areas of life. I firmly believe that optimal health comes from addressing all areas of us as human beings, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Through expert interviews, I hope to both inspire and enable you to create sustained change in your own life. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Welcome back everyone to the Crescent Podcast. This week's episode is one that I am ecstatic to be releasing to you all because it's a topic I have been discussing so much with my friends and family and I finally get to be able to share a really in-depth interview on it. So today's episode interview is with Dr. Martin Bales, and I met him through Center for New Medicine and the Cancer Center for Healing here in Irvine, California, and he introduced me to his Firefly technology, which is something he actually invented and he has his family has a long history of many many different patents and medical inventions which you will learn about in the episode but he uses the firefly treatment to kill gut infections and these can be infections that are parasites viruses bacteria fungal and it's literally a treatment that can kill off these invading pathogens in a few minutes. So it is an incredibly innovative treatment that addresses these underlying gut infections that most people have. And that's something we discuss in the interview as well. But one of the things he, we really point out is so many people are doing, first of all, don't realize they may have an underlying gut infection. And so they deal with constant bloating and digestive issues, brain fog, fatigue, and Gut infections can be a major cause of that, but left unchecked for months and years and years and years, they can lead to many other very serious illnesses like cancer being one of them, Alzheimer's and so many other things. So we really break down what are the signs and symptoms of an underlying gut infection? What are the negative health implications that can happen if left unchecked? How we even get these gut infections and then how his firefly treatment really works. So I have to say the first maybe 15, 16 minutes is a little sciencey. We go through Dr. Bale's background, which you know to me I always find fascinating and I love the science, but if you want to jump straight to firefly technology and gut health, I recommend going to about minute 15 or 16. But with that, everyone enjoy this episode. Please share with anyone you know who is struggling with gut health or even mental issues as we will touch on on the very end, how he has been using the firefly technology to also um, address Alzheimer's, dementia, traumatic brain injuries, and so much more. So enjoy. Okay, well, Dr. Bales, welcome to the Crescent Podcast. So excited to have you on to talk about gut bugs and gut health. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So we're going to get into a lot of different stuff here. And one of the things we're going to talk about is the firefly, which is a treatment that your family actually developed. But before we get into that, give us a little bit about your background, your family's history, how you got to where you are today. 
Well, <laughs> don't want to go on too long. Um, well, my family's history, my dad actually um, grew up in Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, well, first we built buildings in Montana, then in Anchorage, Alaska, and went into the Navy. Um, they um, uh, didn't have any funds for him to go to college, so he went into the Navy and was actually stationed here in San Diego uh, at the, at the um, submarine base on Point Loma. And he learned the electronics, uh, everything he knows from the Navy electronics uh, school, um, in the Navy, Treasure Island, and that, and served during Vietnam. So he was a Vietnam veteran, was on submarines and that. And when he uh, was out of the service, he, um, this post-Vietnam area, he actually went and was teaching uh, PhD classes at UC Berkeley. <laughs> oh my gosh, wow. Uh, knowledge. And he worked at uh, Lawrence Berkeley Lab, helping the PhD uh, students do their plasma um, plasma experiments and, and that. So quite a, quite a step uh, between and he was offered a um, many jobs, but a job um, with his inventions uh, at NASA uh, said that it would be good for industry. So he got into electronics and all of that through um, uh, through UC Berkeley and NASA. And he started his own company in 1979. And okay. that's the same year as I am. I'm vintage 1979. So I'm <laughs> doing things that year. <laughs> and he uh, actually, one of, one of his second job i think was actually converting a uh an analog uh infrared camera that's used for thermography if you're familiar uh to digital so he's the inventor he had the first uh, digital infrared cameras he invented the digital infrared camera um infrared was used as far back um even world war ii but even in korea for analog so he didn't invent thermography but but the digital infrared cameras so that's how that started and the infrared camera wasn't just for breast thermography it was also used uh, widely in the medical industry for uh, analyzing pain patterns, inflammation patterns in the body. So he had a device that would uh, diagnose pain conditions, but he never it didn't have one to, uh, to actually treat anything. And so fast forward to 1998, he was working with a chiropractor who had been using his imaging equipment for quite a bit of time. And uh, she mentioned there was these new lasers coming out. They were out of Europe. Uh, but they were very low powered, they were very expensive, and they weren't FDA approved. So she asked him, the engineer, can you make something similar uh, to this that would work, that's more cost effective, that's FDA approved, and that would work um, as, a, as a treatment device, because you already have the diagnostic in, in the thermogram. So he said, okay, and he came out with the very first, it was called the Photonic Stimulator in 1998. Um, and that, <clears throat> that device was kind of what started it all. So now he had the ability to not only diagnose, but also to treat chronic pain, acute pain, any kind of dysfunction, uh, nervous system dysfunction conditions. Um, that was his sixth patent, I think, <laughs> was, not, was being able to image somebody, uh, take an image, a heat thermal image of somebody's back or, or whatever body part was, uh, was hurting and actually treat and watch the blood flow changes live on the screen which was really neat because you had a feedback system and, and nobody else had done that. Not, not just for the practitioner, but also for the patient. They could see that their blood flow was changing and they could see that they were, you know, getting better. They were starting to heal and improve. So psychologically mm -hmm. that was, that was awesome. Um, so I started off, uh, I always loved math and science in elementary school. I went to university of Virginia where I majored in uh, electrical engineering following the footsteps of my dad and also systems engineering and systems was like systems processes. Uh, it was, was not, there's another systems like robotics, but like analyzing a factory or, or a, 
um, uh, um, what I'm saying, for efficiency. I started off with that, but then quickly realized uh, I did some management consulting for a couple of years that I didn't like being in the back room with a circuit that I'm too social <laughs> and uh, that I like being out. And I had, um, <clears throat> I had installed, you know, all through the years, I, I was the automatic intern every summer from when I was six years old, stuffing parts in uh, printed circuit boards back when you stuff parts in printed circuit. With your dad's company. Yeah, my dad's company. Yeah. My dad only had about 15 employees or something. So it was a fun company. So I, I was always working there. And um, anyway, uh, did management consulting for a couple of years and decided that um, I wanted to do something more social. My dad had sold his company and I decided that I wanted to go into medical because I had been installing these devices before just, just the camera and then later the camera and the original photonic stimulator. And I enjoyed working with the patients and, and, and treating them, you know, doing vendor demos and that at doctor's offices. So I never thought I would go into medicine and um decided to go for acupuncture because the meridians are really like a lot of circuits. So it's mm. over for me uh, to think the body is one really, really complex circuit. It's the most complex circuit I've ever seen. And when, uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's such a neat thing to put it. <laughs> uh, definitely cross hemispheres uh, over in the brain um, because going from, uh, you know, very logical in that to, to something that medicine where, you know, results aren't guaranteed and, you have to try different things and everybody's different. You can't do the same thing to one big circuit as you can to another one. Um, so did masters of acupuncture and oriental medicine here in San Diego, and then went for a doctorate in San Jose and then actually started a PhD uh, over in China. Um, but by the time I was already working at the, uh, at the center and it was too much of a, uh, of a, it was too time demanding to do both. I had to be over in China for six more months and it just, it wasn't going to work out with practicing at the center. Always been an overachiever. My parents said one doctorate degree is enough. You don't need to do any more. <laughs> so I settled there. <laughs> so, um, I think it's, it's been an interesting path to, to, um, to, kind of pair or, you know, merge using Western, more Western medicine, which is the photon device using Chinese medicine principles, which is the holistic integrative approach, functional approach. Mm -hmm. so, um, so that's the history of uh, my, my father and I to the current day. We, uh, well, we came out with, um, I started Bell's Photonics in 2015, knowing that there was probably a lot of advancements in the power level of the chips that we're using for output power. And we came out with a device called the BioPhoton. And then now we have the Firefly, which we came out with about a year and a half ago, which is a, a huge improvement over even the BioPhoton of the original device. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now real quick, before we dive, <clears throat> before we dive into all of that, I'm curious. So when you, you were working as an engineer, you had those degrees. When you wanted to make the switch into medicine, did you have people saying, what the heck are you doing? You have these engineering degrees. You're crazy. Yes. <laughs> I think I was the only engineer in the uh, new cohort when I started my master's in fall of 2003 down here in San Diego. I think I was the only engineer <laughs> uh, to start <laughs> with uh, among a hundred and some people. Uh, so they thought I was crazy. My engineering, um, I guess I didn't really fit into, <laughs> this is kind of the story of my life. I don't fit into any one group, I kind of create my own group. I totally can relate. <laughs> <laughs> because the engineers think I'm crazy for going to alternative, what was alternative now, the, the buzzword is integrative or functional medicine. And then the functional, integrative, holistic, alternative medicine thinking I'm crazy because I was an engineer first. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't really, really fit in. So I'm either too Eastern or too Western. I, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, in the middle. I try to consider myself a, a, a good meshing of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so neat. And just that you yeah, it had the self-awareness to do it anyways, even, you know, despite being a little bit of an outcast in both parties. I can handle the outcast. I've always been the different one. And I thought even back in fall 2003, when I was embarking upon this four years for a master's, which is unheard of, usually a master's degree, at least in engineering, is two years. Um, but at four years for master, I, for the first couple of weeks, I thought, what, what the heck am I doing? But I knew because I'd seen the results in patient treatment and patient care with my dad's original photon device, that that was the path that, that I didn't necessarily maybe want to do or think I needed to, but it's what I needed to do at the time. Hmm. to do that because that that was my calling that's why god put me on this earth is is to um, is to help people and we're helping them through light and yeah (laughs) with big rewards yeah okay so now for people who may not totally understand this break down that first product you said your dad invented many many years ago it was a type of laser uh almost it, it, it was a it's a high int- uh, was a high intensity for the time led and led is light emitting diode so the lasers uh are were, that were from europe at the time were really expensive and he found a way much cheaper and more powerful therefore more effective to market a product using led technology mm-hmm. um so the LED LED puts out light. Um, everybody's familiar now with an LED flashlight, it's white light. And the, the principle, which is the same today, was using light to stimulate blood circulation and create a whole host of, uh, of biological processes. And I won't get too in-depth because I'm not a cell biologist by any means. So uh, it's been shown, and this goes back to the 60s, that using light uh, specifically in the near-infrared bands stimulates mitochondria. Mitochondria are the little, uh, I call it the little nuclear power plant (laughs) inside every cell. And we have billions and billions of cells. So if you can stimulate those to create more, what's called ATP, uh, which is basically the the energy currency. It's the molecule responsible for energy in at least every mammal um, on earth. You can drive biological processes faster. And the processes that we're trying to drive are the the healing uh, healing processes. Because we're usually, uh, uh, well, treating pain, and we've moved to more, which we'll, which we'll discuss later. But in starting off, we were really just treating pain, wounds, dysfunction, um, and uh, those type of issues. Mm-hmm. And to get to explain it a little deeper, because I just I know a little bit about this is when you create that ATP, that's the energy of the cell. So basically, when you have more ATP, your cells have more energy to do everything else. Correct. Correct, correct, uh, and, and it's all the different cells in our body um, that uh, that rely on that. So, say for somebody, somebody has a chronic pain condition. Just if you think of the cell as a weak or a dead battery that we're charging it up to make uh, to make the cell function correctly and be able to promote the healing processes. Uh, the other um, key point using infrared light is we're stimulating what's called nitric oxide production. Nitric oxide was named Molecule of the Year in 2020 oh. or something a while ago. I was not part of that conference, but it was named Molecule of the Year, and it, it vasodilates, meaning it opens up the blood vessels. So if we can stimulate nitric oxide dumping, and it, it, it's it's bound to the deoxygenated hemoglobin. So the hemoglobin is a, is a transfer uh, that brings oxygen around the body. Well, the deoxygenated is when it's going back 
to the lungs to get oxygenated again, the nitric oxide is bound to that. And they found uh, through a lot of research that the infrared light actually dumps the nitric oxide out of that in a local area that you're treating. And that causes the blood vessels to open up. So that's how you're getting blood to an area. Uh, one of the common questions I get is, well, what's the difference between just using this light and using like a hot pack or a heating pack on someone's body? Because that will vasodilate and open up. Well, that does it through a different mechanism. It doesn't dump out the nitric oxide. And if you take a thermogram, a thermal or heat image of, of someone uh, with the hot pack, and take the hot pack away, it'll be warm in that area, but it'll cool down and it, the veins will go back to vasoconstricting within about 20 minutes. Whereas if you give a photon therapy treatment to someone to say on their wrists uh, or that it, it will stay uh, with increased circulation for up to 12 hours. Wow. Okay. So it's different than just doing a hot pack or something. Mm -hmm. And, and the implications of that are that, you know, as you open up those blood vessels, more blood can come in to clear out inflammation. And then you've got all these healthy blood, you know, blood cells coming in to help repair the damage even quicker. That's correct. And also uh, think of it, you know, the cells work both ways. They uptake nutrients and they, al they also excrete waste. So you're moving mm -hmm. waste products out of an area because an area that doesn't have good blood circulation, what do you think happens? It accumulates waste products, heavy metals. All of that, which which it's you know vicious cycle because that leads to more inflammation, <laughs> mm -hmm. which leads to more more of that uh, more of that accumulation happening. So mm -hmm. we're moving those. Also, uh, in the case of an injury, breaking up scar tissue, because anytime you have an injury, including surgery, which is an injury, right? You're cutting in. You're going to have scar, scar tissue accumulation. And another bridge across from Western Eastern is that that causes in Chinese medicine stagnation. And we just think of stagnation as not the blood not flowing. So mm -hmm. we flowing simply, we're going to get rid of the stagnation, get rid of the scar tissue, get everything working right. Yeah. And how long were the treatments then? Were they still just like five or 10 minute treatments on a certain area? No. Um, and I'll use this to tell you about the, the power level. Back then, <laughs> it was 30 minutes on an area. And okay. the operator or the technician or the poor medical assistant uh, usually had, had to treat them at the end of the day because their arms were so tired from holding the lights. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it just it, it, an idea for power level. So the original photonic stimulator was 250 milliwatts. And don't worry if you don't know what a milliwatt. Just say 250. Uh, the ones that we have now... Um, are 37,710. <laughs> oh so, my God. <laughs> little, little increase in power. And then the other uh, uh, difference is before it was just one wavelength, one band, one color, if you will, of near infrared. And now we have eight different wavelengths. We have three blue, three red, and two infrared. Wow. Okay. And just before we get into the firefly, what's so neat about what you said is let's say they're doing a 30-minute treatment on one area, but they're having those benefits continue on for, like you said, 12 hours. So it's basically like, you know, they've got a heating pack on that wounded area for 12 hours straight. That's amazing. For 12 hours straight, but even more benefit because you're dumping the nitric oxide, which the heating pack doesn't do, and also mm -hmm. really stimulating the, the healing and uh, recharging the cells by pumping up the mitochondria which the mm. fact that, uh, uh, doesn't, doesn't do as well. And then some patients say, oh, so the relief is only for 12 hours. Well, this isn't a Tylenol. <laughs> it's not 12, it's 12 hours of stimulating because come down to it, the firefly or whatever light device isn't healing you. You're healing you. Mm -hmm. Stimulating your own internal processes, driving those forward in, in a natural way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So now 
this is what I'm so excited to get into because obviously it's what I've done. I was introduced to you at Cancer Center for Healing, Center for New Medicine, and I've done multiple F-scans and Firefly treatments with you on various parts of my body. (laughs) But for now, let's start with the F-scan in relation to gut bugs, parasites, bacteria, fungal infections. Realm. Okay. Okay. So a little bit of history going back to the late 1930s, uh, there were scientists that were researching using what's uh, called a resonance and uh, resonance is where, you know, going back to high school physics <laughs> is where the lady is singing and she breaks the glass. So she's not hitting the glass. She's not even touching the glass. She's singing and her uh, sound waves that are coming out of her mouth resonate the glass so that it, 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 it literally explodes blows up on its own. So uh, late 1930s, scientists were actually looking into microscope and seeing the bugs. They had the ability back then to see bugs. They'd isolated, say, tuberculosis or something, polio at the time. Um, And then were tuning light devices, just watching and slowly turning a dial, tuning light devices to actually shake and using resonance, shake the bugs so that they actually exploded. so that that goes back that that <clears throat> so my dad knowing this <laughs> and seeing it with a firefly the big step from the original photon stimulator and the biophoton was to create those frequencies to be able to do that using the light coming out of the firefly now the problem is what how do you know what frequency to use because frequencies are they're infinite it's infinite numbers and you, do you run one frequency do you run multiple ones how do you how do you tackle that um, it was a secret that died with some of those scientists, unfortunately, that were doing that 30s, 40s, and even into the 1950s. So we stumbled upon a device, as you mentioned, called F-Scan, and F stands for frequency. Uh, the device is, uh, was designed and manufactured in Switzerland, like a lot of good medical technology, Switzerland, Austria, Germany especially, a lot of good stuff comes out of there. And it's the only device we were able to find that within two minutes, which is amazing <laughs> how quickly, it actually comes up and tells you by name the bugs, parasites, bacteria, and viruses that the patient's immune system is fighting at the time. It not only gives you the names, but it gives you the resonant frequency. So we can have the frequency, which we can then program into the virefly. So the process is quite simple. The patient is scanned. Again, it takes about two minutes. And... The um, and then the frequency is programmed into the firefly. And as you mentioned before, the treatments were like half an hour. Now we're down to five minutes, 10 minutes. And the frequencies going through the light are administered usually over the abdomen because most people, if they have parasites in that, it's in the gut, in the intestines. A few are in the lung, a few are, are in the upper respiratory uh, mucosa, but mostly in, in the gut. And we are effectively uh, resonating them to to destroy <laughs> to destroy themselves and then people many people are noticing that they're passing these parasites because they're dead yeah that's wild and so just to i'll re-say it in layman terms in case anyone didn't totally get that so someone in switzerland actually mapped out these specific frequencies that would kill and destroy all these different types of parasites and viruses and bacteria is that correct that's correct. Um, the actual frequency, this goes a little bit deeper, that the F-scan is giving us is not what we're putting out through the light. That's a base frequency that we're doing a lot of nerdy calculations on <laughs> to create 
thousands of frequencies that we're putting out through the light. But basically, yes, we need that base frequency from the F-scan in order to program our Firefly. Mm, okay. And what I want to touch on about this, why it's so unique, is because what I've learned even from Dr. Keneally at Center for New Medicine is, for example, some of the other types of tests that are being done to detect parasites, to detect bacteria, for example, sometimes the parasites in a stool test die before that stool can even be tested. And so it comes back negative. You don't have parasites. Whereas this, I mean, it's catching it while it's in your body actively. So there's basically no room for error. That's correct. That's correct. I mean, I, I wouldn't put any device or any stool sample or blood sample for that matter at, you know, uh, any test at 100% accuracy. But I think you're catching it. You're getting a snapshot right now this second of what the, the patient's immune system is going after. As opposed to the, the flaw, which we found out with a lot of these stool samples, is that by the time that it arrives, even if it's sent overnight uh, at a lab, that the bug is dead, and therefore it's not, not detectable. For people who may not understand, first of all, I think a lot of us here in you know first world country, Western United States, we think, oh, parasites, no, that's not something we have here. Gut bugs, no, we don't, we don't do that here in first world countries, but... From what you guys have seen, it actually the majority of people do have some kind of underlying infection. Is that correct? Absolutely. And they've probably been carrying it for a while. I mean, who amongst us has not been food poisoned? Mm. When we're food poisoned, we can get over it or we take antibiotics and it, and it kills most. That's the key word here. Most of the bugs or, or whatever. But or we eat something that's more prone to having uh, larva or bugs without getting too disgusting like sushi something raw or some you know, undercooked meat and we get food poisoned and we get better and we think it's all gone. But in reality, a little bit of them are still living <laughs> in us and that's causing detriment. And we may feel fine, but the whole philosophy with functional medicine, integrated medicine for that matter, is that they're sitting down there suppressing our immune systems. And we don't, from day to day, we don't feel it. Maybe we don't, if it's a major infection, and we'll get to a, to a case study here in a second, you know, we feel very fatigued and that. But if it's suppressing the immune system, well, we're leaving ourselves open to get cancer or a lot, host of other really bad neurological diseases like Parkinson's or that. That's, that's the thinking um, mm. in the integrative medicine community right now. Yeah, let's break that down a little bit because some people could have, maybe they've got one small underlying infection. And the idea of it is, you know, you're not, giving yourself this huge wound right away, it's sort of like death by a thousand cuts. Little by little by little, it's taking away, it's creating that systemic inflammation. And then as far as I understand, if you already have poor gut health or you have a diet that you know isn't helping your gut heal, those maybe you only had a couple bacteria or a couple parasites left over after food poisoning. But if you have poor gut health, that leaves the way for them to reproduce and just become a full-blown, very, very big infection. Absolutely. And it, I mean, the, the digestion starts in the mouth. So if your oral mucosa aren't good, and then I, I think another theory, and I've been doing this, this Firefly F scanning for a little over a year, is that as we age, our stomach acid isn't as, as good or as plentiful or as strong or however you want to put it. And the bugs are able to get past that. And where most of them seem to end up is the small intestine, which is right after the, the stomach. Mm. 
There's some that can be in the liver and pancreas, but I tell all my patients, you know, it's like a sprinkler system. It's all connected <laughs> and they can probably move around as they want to, like, like with PVC pipe, they can, <laughs> they can migrate and that, and they hide. And I think, um, avoiding some of the foods, especially if, if, if someone knows they don't have good, good gut health, uh, usually gut health starts at a, at a young age to avoid at least a lot of the triggers. And as you alluded to, don't think that just because we live in a first world country that we're somehow like immune or, you know, can't have a shield up because I've had patients that have eaten in very fancy restaurants here in Orange County and, 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 and gotten food poisoning uh, that. So it doesn't have to be the travel. Everybody wants to travel, thinks traveling to third world country. And yes, you probably are a little bit more risk, but I would recommend to my patients, I, I personally avoid raw food, even at restaurants because I'm a food mm -hmm. pork junkie and I've seen video where, they will cut the piece of meat or chicken juice or that, and then they cook the chicken or meat and it's fine. But then they make the salad on that same cutting board without washing it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, that's, that's my personal choice. But I think that's, uh, that you can avoid a lot of those situations just by thinking. Yeah. And so you touched on a couple of them, but I want the listeners to really get an idea of why having underlying gut infections, parasites, viruses, bacteria, can become a bigger problem. So what are some of the smaller symptoms, concerns they can have? And then what are some of those bigger ones that become, you know, that happen after this chronic inflammation continues? Okay. So what I've seen over the past year and a half with my patients, some of the smaller ones are you have cl a classic kind of minor to moderate uh, gut problems, uh, abdominal bloating after eating, no matter what you eat, um, uh, gas, um, uh, just in general indigestion. You just don't, these things aren't, aren't like they used to be with your gut. And it's, it's not, it's kind of more of an inconvenience as opposed to what some people would label a, a disease process. But that's, that's how this kind of starts. And then it migrates more into, and I'm a firm believer in this now, if I wasn't before, into the mental fog, uh, uh, the fatigue, chronic fatigue, uh, all of those type of symptoms, just the energy, even going towards depression. I've had a couple mm. of because probably stemming from the fact, or we call it a sequel, because they couldn't do something that they used to do. And these are, are not necessarily senior citizens. These are people in their 40s and 50s um, mm. can't do something that they used to do that most people their age can do. Um, okay. so we look at that. So when, when you have some, uh, uh, somebody, especially that age, that, that has uh, those kind of a symptoms, the first thing I would look at is, is the gut health, because I'm, I'm a strong believer in the mind-gut relation. Absolutely. Well, and even, you know, just the relationship between gut and brain, we know that 95% of the body's serotonin is produced in the gut. Absolutely. And it is, seems to be, if not the first, the second, or kind of a co-immune system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if your gut health isn't good, it's again, back to the negative vicious spiral, it's going to lead to not being able to fight normal normal disease, normal virus, normal whatever, which spirals back into getting more sick, which spirals back into more fatigue and mental fog. Mm -hmm. Until your body is just so broken down, so deteriorated, it can't fight off other things like, for example, cancer. We know that our body, what I've learned again from Dr. Keneally is our body is capable of killing off cancer cells. But what happens and the reason why cancer takes root usually is we have so many underlying health issues that our immune system is just spread too thin. It can't address it. And that's how it really takes root. Correct. It's so suppressed um, by 
some things we can't control, the, uh, you know, the, the, the air, the, the toxins in the environment, and then things we can control, like what we put in our bodies, um, how much we exercise, um, how much we detox, etc. So we, yeah, we, we were born with the innate ability and our body learns, uh, you know, through the years, um, the immune system is trained, if you will, you know, to fight off different infections and also cancer cells. One study showed that uh, the Japanese, that, that everybody, everybody has cancer, 70 million cells, single cancer cells a day, per day for mm. a human. And our wow. body just is able just to, the immune system is basically able just to shoot them, you know, and get rid of it if our immune system is suppressed due to parasites, due to heavy metals, due to toxicity, it can't do it. And then one of those cells, which is how all of us started off, is able to flourish into an actual tumor. And now what I want to highlight too is there are other ways to treat bacterial infections. There's other ways to treat viral infections. There's other ways to treat parasites. We know, you know, antibiotics are some, a lot of people try to treat parasites with very specific diets, but for example, antibiotics come with a whole range of negative side effects. They're killing off many of the good bacteria, along with some of the diets people do to kill off the parasites. I mean, they could it could take months and months and months to kill it off. And during that time, they might get new ones. So what I love and I think is so incredible about the F-Scan and the Firefly together is, you know, in three 10-minute treatments, you, you can kill all these guys off without any negative side effects. Absolutely. And one question that I, that I get asked, and it's a great question, is, um, Dr. Bales, how do I know this is not killing the good bacteria? Well, the joy of this is that if we wanted to be evil, we probably could find program it to kill good bacteria. But the, since this is frequency-specific, we're just going after those bacteria. We're not, we're not destroying the good bacteria. And, I, and I'm you know, very sure we're not killing good bacteria because – Hardly any of my patients have the side effects that, as you mentioned, antibiotics do of killing the good bacteria, which is really poor, you know, uh, uh, flora in their uh, in their intestine, in, in their in their whole, um, you know, digestive system. Mm -hmm. So, um, and and not going beyond the gut, uh, treating MRSA. There's studies for for that now. Uh, the, versus the antibiotic resistant staph infection. If you're frequency specific with the light, you can just target those and not worry about harming the, the any of the good cells. So now, okay, so I want people to really understand just how the process works in case they don't get it. And I've done it multiple times. So I can say, you know, you come in, you hold this metal probe, I'd call it. And that's where you run the scan through the body. And it's basically scanning your body for parasites, viruses, bacteria. Right. Yeah. Uh, some patients, when they hear the scan, they think they have to get uh, undressed or something, <laughs> or something. they're going to run some big, like a like a CT scanner or an MRI or something in some room, and they go in. This this F scan isn't very big, you know. And so, uh, yeah. So it's a cylinder that they're holding in their left hand, and then it's a there's a clip on the right middle finger. So a little crash course in how energetic testing works, because the F scan is another energy tester, like. <laughs> a Zyto or a Syro or any of the other other devices out there is it is putting out frequencies to that cylinder in the left hand and then it's measuring skin resistance on the right. This goes back to the 1920s. There was a guy named Bohl. He was over in Germany again and he was an engineer and he was trying to find a better way to test people, energetically test them than muscle testing. Now, I'm not against muscle testing, but I think everybody can agree that uh, or applied kinesiology is the fancy way to say it that there is um uh, quite a bit of subjectivity to it especially if one per the tester 
is quite a bit stronger than the test D. There's, there's, there's differences there. I think it's a great quick test to do, but as an engineer, I like to see numbers <laughs> and mm -hmm. have to have a computer or some objective measure. So Bull found that when somebody held uh, something that was bad for them, just like with muscle testing, say like a vial of tuberculosis, or you know they had isolated different things or, or a food or something that wasn't good for them, that they would muscle test weak, but also their skin resistance would change right away. And skin mm -hmm. resistance is measured in ohms. This is resistance measured by a meter. So you actually had a number to tell you what, what was going on. Well, fast forward to now, the folks over in Switzerland that make the F-scan have made it so that this cylinder is putting out frequencies very fast. And then with each, each frequency it puts out, it's measuring the skin resistance. So the, the, that's why it's left hand, right hand. So the frequency is going through you. Some patients feel like a little bit of a buzz um, uh, to it. Um, and measuring the skin resistance, and it's noting. So what took Vol a month to do, we're probably doing in about a minute and a half because we're just mm. boom, 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 and every time we boom, we, we're checking the frequency. So where it gets, when the skin resistance changes, the software notes that, and on the F-scan, which you see before, there's a peak, and then that peak is associated with a frequency that's then looked up in a database and associated with a particular bug. And again, just to highlight, it literally takes two minutes, and then after that, you get a full printout of every single virus, parasite, bacteria that came up on that scan. And I believe you they're, um, they're listed out in terms of sort of like quantity, right? Which ones have are more prevalent? Right. The, uh, the amplitude of the peak uh, tells which ones are more prevalent. And I tell all my patients that uh, this isn't necessarily all of them. This is what your immune system is fighting right now. That's the genetic testing works. And other experts in the field, um, I, I learned from them, and so they obviously agree with me, or I, I guess I, I agree with them. So it isn't necessarily a full list, but what I really want from that is what, what the immune system is fighting, because with the Firefly, we can support that that effort to get rid of the, uh, uh, of the individual bugs. The other thing, think about it like an onion, okay? So you're peeling back the onion. We're going for the top. The, what comes up on someone's first scan is the outer layer, we can get rid of that. And sometimes patients come up with 10 different bugs and they, they say, well, is it going to be 30 treatments, meaning, you know, three treatments per bug? Well, what I found is it's usually not because once you can kill the worst offender bug, then it frees the immune system to go fight the other bugs. So that actually, so it doesn't end up being a, 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 a huge amount of treatments. And also, um, I think you alluded to going back, everybody has something, <laughs> some kind of a bug or some kind of a that uh, unless they've done a, a cleanse or have been on some of some of those really strong uh, anti-parasitic uh, drugs, it's like everybody has something. So it's natural. I, I don't expect everybody to be, you know, 100 percent clean, but I always correlate what comes up in the F-scan to the patient's symptomology. And most people do have gut gut health problems that they're aware of. Mm -hmm. That's probably what's what's causing them. Yeah, yeah. So they get the scan two minutes and then you go over and you program the, you call them wands, light wands? Uh, the firefly, yeah. My, my, I have the, yeah. The, the, pro, the pro model, of course, I have <laughs> in practice. But yeah, program that. Um, there's a device called a function generator that sits on. It's a standard um, off-the-shelf device that we buy. The, those, the frequencies are programmed into that. That feeds into the firefly. And then my, my father's electronics, and this is really what's making the magic happen, take those frequencies and actually create thousands more frequencies based on those original ones, just mathematical calculations. And um, we call those sidebands. 
And that's what the scientists were doing in the late 30s that a lot of people don't know. They thought they were just treating with this one frequency. We're treating with thousands of frequencies simultaneously. And in layman's terms, if you don't get them with one frequency, we're going to get them with another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so, it's very, it's completely non-invasive. It's pain-free. I mean, basically you lay down flat and you have the assistant run these light wands over the gut area for 10 minutes. Correct, correct. Usually the gut a few times uh, with like an upper respiratory over the lungs and over the uh, the, the frontal sinuses and, and all, 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 all the sinuses. But yes, usually for gut health, it, 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 it's the gut. And again, relating back, somebody can have a cold or a virus because everybody gets exposed to it, but they have it or they, 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 were, they were exposed and, they, and then now they're infected with it because they have poor gut health, because mm-hmm. the system was suppressed. Mm-hmm. And all this, it, it, the common theme for me daily is it all comes back to the gut. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it it's sort of this continual loop that just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Like you said before, you have poor gut health. So these parasites can take root, which then makes your gut health even worse, which then lets more parasites grow or more bacteria grow. It just keeps spiraling downward if it's never addressed. Spiraling downward, mu- mushrooming, and uh, it's not... I think a lot of these are very chronic. I think a lot of these infections have been in people for 20 years uh, or, or when they were and who, who remembers 20 years ago and your food poisoned. I, I don't, but uh, they've had them and they're walking around and they're younger. So maybe they, they get better, you know, from, from initial food poison or whatever. But then 20 years later, their immune system is suppressed with all the toxins and everything. And those bugs come out to party. Mm, wow. And it's, again, it just comes back to, I think many of us are walking around, we don't realize that we could be feeling so much better because, you know, you'll talk to someone about this. And honestly, in my opinion, this is something everyone should do at least biannually. Yeah. Get your get your gut bugs checked and do a, a firefly treatment because you never know. And there's probably going to be something. But, um, you know, people are always like, well, I don't feel anything. I feel fine, whatever, whatever. But I'm like, well, do you have brain fog? Yes. Do you have bloating all the time? Yes. And so I'm like, yeah, I don't think you feel that great. <laughs> no, and I think I think the health declines slowly. So from day to day, somebody doesn't notice. But if they think back to five years ago, what the activities, what they were able to do as, as energy levels, I think that's a good, the good, a good indicator. And also, uh, as far as the fatigue and that, I think uh, the popularity of all these energy drinks are masking what, what people really are like. So ask yourself, do you, I mean, you're just going to have a cup of coffee or tea in the morning, okay. But do you really need to drink the whole pot of coffee? Do you need three energy drinks per day to keep you going? Something's probably, especially if you're not that old, something's probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now I want to. I want you to share a couple of your testimonials because they're kind of wild. And then I can share my experience too, but it's definitely nowhere compared to some of these super intense testimonials you have <laughs> we'll see now, now you've built them up so much <laughs> i don't know i mean oh uh, Lee, leanne <laughs> okay yeah so the, the one i have to share and there's multiple on the um the center for new medicines website video testimonial and no it's not video of the bugs people ask because some people get grossed out it's actually video of the people that no longer have the bugs hopefully <laughs> so uh one patient came in and she had learned about the center from I think a relative or a close friend that was actually on the cancer site, cancer center for healing 
uh, side, and she found out that that we do obviously much more um, with the, the center side. As Dr. Keneally says, we treat everything from colds to cancer. <laughs> so uh, she'd learned about it, and she was uh, was 38 years old um, at the time, and she had been sick for five years. She started feeling bad when she was about 33, and it didn't it didn't just hit real real fast. It kind of was again back to this vicious cycle that seems to happen to a lot of the chronic condition. It wasn't boom one day she woke up, but she suffered from just chronic fatigue, uh, mental fog, and this is a 33 year old. So I mean it's not obviously not too commonplace. Uh, just didn't want to get out of bed. Was again on the depression, couldn't do things, which got, got her in the depression state with her friends like she used to. So she went through this for five years. She went to see naturopath, uh, chiropractor, acupuncture, Chinese herbs, tried to do everything natural-based, which I applaud her for, but unfortunately not, none of it worked. Um, so then she broke down and she went to the reg- regular allopathic medicine, and they did the stool samples, uh, and they also scoped her up, and they scoped her down. They didn't see anything. The stool samples came back negative, so they called her crazy. Mm. So head and said that she needed to see a psychologist. And so to humor them, she knew better, but to humor them, she went and saw the psychologist. And she said, we talked about a lot of things from my childhood, but it didn't really help my situation. <laughs> so, so so she came to see one of the our, our medical doctors at our center, who then referred her to me for an F-scan, because anybody that, as you mentioned, everybody should have this, but especially if you have abdominal and intestinal issues, yeah, the F-scan is pretty quick and pretty cheap way to find out what's going on. So she, so I scanned her, and a number of bugs came up. And I'm not, again, not, I'm not a parasitologist. If that exists, I don't want to be. Uh, these bugs, when it comes to the F-scan, have these huge Latin names that I can't even pronounce. And so, you know, Dr. Google is my friend at that point. And again, so anyway, but as you said, two minutes, I didn't have time to research the whole thing. I just said, okay, well, you have these. You can Google them later if you want to. But what I really want is the frequencies associated with them. So program the Firefly gave her a 10-minute treatment on the abdomen. She lives about two hours from the, from the clinic, from the center. So she said she drove home, and when she drove home, she felt gurgling uh, in her stomach. And it wasn't like a hungry, you know, like when we get hungry or hangry or that kind of gurgle. It was uh, just a gurgle. It didn't hurt or anything. It just was like moving around. She thought, oh, some gas or something, no problem. So she went about the next couple of days and didn't really, nothing was really different with her symptoms. And she uh, went uh, she was walking around the house and suddenly had to go number two. So went to the bathroom. She went number two, regular number two, no big deal. Uh, and when she um, when she went to wipe, sorry, there was there was no feces. So that's interesting. She definitely passed something. So she got up and she just glanced in the toilet bowl, and to her horror, was this about at least three foot tapeworm. Oh my god. So she- Tapeworm after th- I know it's totally disgusting, and I did not sign up for this. By the way, I'm an electrical engineer. <laughs> I don't know how I got here, but <laughs> so she just had this huge emotional release, which was actually was disgusting and kind of happy. She reports in a way because obviously that was in her, and it wasn't in her anymore. And within 48 hours, she lost eight pounds. Um, of which she was not heavy. She was, as I call her, yoga body, but just she looked when she came to me the first time like she was about five months pregnant. She had a like, kind of like that bump. Huh. Um, she lost eight pounds. So I tells you it wasn't, and it's, this is for everybody, a lot of what we perceive as fat is not fat, it's water. It's water because just like when we sprain our wrist or our ankle, what happens? Our body mobile, it puts water there so we can't move it. It's a defense. Well, same thing, I think, in the gut. When we have a gut infection, our body puts water there. So another pleasant side effect in treating people for the guts is they lose weight. 
And water weighs a lot more than it's a pint, a pound, and a pint isn't very much. So anyway, so she lost the weight. She felt better than she had felt in the five years. The mental fog was gone. The fatigue was gone. So she came back to see me a month later and tell me what happened. We did a little video testimonial. And, I, and that really got me thinking, <laughs> really thinking, how did the stool sample come back negative? <laughs> how, when they scoped, okay, they scoped down in the stomach, it was in her stomach. How, when they scoped up, did they not see it? Well, I found out a dirty little secret is that they don't scope all the way up. They scope up into rectum and then large, going from the reverse way, it's rectum, large intestine, small intestine. They don't go in the small intestine because there's a risk, which I understand, of piercing the, the intestinal wall. It's more soft up there. And you don't want to do that because you can give someone sepsis and infection if the fecal matter got into the blood and you can kill somebody. So I totally, I totally get it. But they, don't tell, they don't, didn't tell her that. I didn't even know that being a practitioner. Um, so, so that thing was, was growing from when she was 33. Probably start off, she ate something that had the eggs or whatever, and that thing grew in her and vicious cycle. Um, so anyway, she is free. She's got her life back. Um, and that is the most uh, impressive story I have. Uh, there's a few other ones with people that, that had uh, liver flukes or intestinal flukes. About 80% of the people that I scan have these intestinal flukes. I think they're from sushi or other raw, uh, my Italian family, beef carpaccio, you know, it's raw beef. Um, so I, I'm not saying cook everything well done, but just make sure every, if you're going to eat meat, make sure it's pretty well cooked. Um, and uh, also you make your own salads because a lot of people have, have these intestinal flukes. Some people seemingly live happily with them. Uh, others have major problems. So everybody, everybody is different. And the firefly can uh, uh, eliminate those. So other patients have passed those. They're, they're, they're usually microscopic. Uh, one gentleman actually, just a totally gross shot, brought his fluke in to show me. He was so happy. <laughs> Said that's not necessary. <laughs> Again, I don't like to engineer. I don't sign up for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, so there are, are, are a host of other, and they're on the video testimonials. But Leanne, if I'm going to interview you, why don't you share your story? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mine, um, I, I, you know, I came in to do just general it was recommended to me really for me, it was the price was so affordable. I was like, why not do this? The benefits far, far, far outweigh the price. And it wasn't even expensive. Um, so I did it and I have kind of for a while now dealt with just general bloating. When I eat food, I have a hard time digesting things. I feel like it takes a long time for me to digest food. And so I did the scan with you. A lot came up. There were a lot of things on the list. And so we did three sessions of the firefly. And I felt for me, my digestion sped up immensely. I have far less bloating. And now kind of what I do is, as you know, I was just in to see you a couple weeks ago is I had been sick for about a week with something really bad. And again, I noticed, oh, I'm, I'm getting bloated again after everything I eat. My digestion's really slow again. And so I kind of intuitively knew, okay, something's up with the gut. Went in to see you, got the scan, and you were like, yep, you've got a new bug in there. That's probably why your digestion's been off. And so we did the scan, did the firefly on it for 10 minutes, and I walked away, and now my bloating's gone again. So for me, it's really become almost a, a lifestyle treatment that I do whenever I'm noticing I'm having gut issues. Right. And as you mentioned, you know, biannually or whatever, every six months, or I like to have, if someone does have food poisoning, 
to come see me because that, because you're probably not going to get rid of everything. There's always residual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now this is what I'm so excited to ask you about too, because I, I like to think about all of the other implications for this. So I know you're also using this on the brain to treat different things. Can you touch on that really quick? Sure. So Back when we had our little our little PD gun that was 250 milliwatts, <laughs> we did not even consider trying to treat neurocog uh, disorders, which are usually CNS central nervous system, which is the brain and um, and the tail the, the, the brain stem. Um, we were just treating uh, peripheral uh, nervous system like neuropathy problems there. So and, and getting some success. We don't looking back now with our power level, we have no idea how we got success back with those. <laughs> Lower power levels, but, but we did. We didn't know any better, so we did. So, uh, with the power levels we're at now, and uh, especially the infrared, we believe we are actually able to permeate through the skull, the cranium, and get uh, get energy, light energy, into the brain. And so, uh, the the uh, statistics on dementia are frightening. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend looking. It scares. It'll make you not sleep because. Just a couple months ago, we had a 40-year-old come into the center that was diagnosed with dementia. 40 years old. Dementia. And is it, it's probably a lot of lifestyle toxins, probably. We don't know. Um, and so it, it, it's creeping. The scary thing is not only is the diagnoses, the number of diagnoses going up for the population, but the average age is going down. That's the scary thing. And, and that's true with cancer and a, a lot of these other diseases. So uh, there's been other... Uh, journal uh, published in journals uh, of people using lasers uh, at weaker levels, weaker output levels than our Firefly to treat dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, a lot of the, these problems. So we read that. We thought, well, okay, if they're doing that at a lower power level, let's try this at, at a higher power level. And sure enough, it worked wonderfully. We did a small study back at a uh, integrative medical doctor's office in Michigan. And this was a couple years ago, and we gave 10 treatments to 10 uh, participants, 10 subjects of the study over the course of a month. So it was roughly two treatments a week. And we took um, mini mental, which is a very quick mental exam, uh, scores, uh, tests that were administered before any of the treatments, after the 10 treatments, and then a month after, which is called a washout period. So no, no active therapy was given. And the reason you do that on a small study is we did not have a control group. Mm. There wasn't one getting a, a sham uh, a treatment or, 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 or active uh, um, sham and then a control, which just does nothing. So we didn't have that. Small studies don't. So what we noticed, and, and this, again, I'm daily shocked by this thing, is that the mental scores were obviously low to, to, to begin with. And then they rose up a little bit uh, after the 10 treatments, but not enough to make anything significant. So I'm so happy we did this washout period because – over the next month, they really rose. Mm. So we had an average increase of 35% of the mini mental scores in just 10 firefly treatments. That's no change in lifestyle. And this was done probably the worst time to do it over a Michigan winter. Oh, okay? wow. yeah. We're coming in from an hour and two hours away uh, for their treatment. And I would think that as far as a brain stimulus, the best time to do it would be more of a summertime or spring or, or something like that, not during the winter when everybody's kind of hibernating there. Um, so 35%. So, so I thought, why? Why did it go up so much? Well, I think what happened is we set uh, in motion all these biological processes happening in the brain that didn't happen right away. 
they started going, but then they continually improved during that month with the no active treatment. And that's what I've seen also. So as far as bug removal, parasites, bacteria, viruses, to me, it's pretty much instantaneous. We're killing the bugs, everything's gone. Shift to the neurocog disorder treatments, it's, it's a delayed response in most cases. Were these patients um, Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's? What were their? Uh, these, uh, the official diagnosis was dementia. Okay. It was dementia. Now, I've learned also that dementia is, is this huge umbrella under which Alzheimer, all these are parked. Okay. Say, but but the official was dementia. They were not Alzheimer's. The biggest difference between Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is is a further disease progression state. And they all, just real quick for lay people, all, Alzheimer's is when you don't know where you are, and you don't know who you are, and you don't know who you, people that you should know are around you. Mm-hmm. So to dementia, which can range from oh, I just I just forgot where my keys are, something simple, which we've all done or lost my wallet or whatever, uh, all the way up until that time uh, to the Alzheimer's uh, state. But they know who they are, where they are, what day it is, that, that kind of thing. So so that was interesting. We we're currently setting up, uh, and I think this has might have some interest to you, a study for traumatic brain injury uh, at a clinic in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, they actually have four clinics around Alabama and Mississippi, and uh, we are tar- targeting the younger population, so uh, teenage um, teenagers that are thinking mainly Alabama, so football injuries, but it doesn't have to be um, because there's a lot of concussions that go around with sports, as you mm-hmm. probably know, and um, we're, we're thinking we can get the players back on the field and get them better faster than the average time, so we're setting, uh, we're setting that up right now. Um, also, uh, we have... Um, interest in doing a study for a Parkinson's and most importantly, multiple sclerosis. We, I actually volunteer at a health retreat in Texas twice a year. And we had a young lady come to us uh, with multiple sclerosis. She was a Broadway actress. She was from New York city and she had to quit acting because of her. And she's 22, 23 years old at the time, just a couple of years ago. So just for one week, really five days, wasn't even a whole week, five or six days and got a lot of her function back. And she actually purchased a home model uh, so she could do the treatments, and she's back to acting on Broadway. Oh my gosh! Wow. So That's it's amazing, heartbreaking to see that at such a young age, and then heartwarming to see it reverse. Now, she—I'm not saying we're curing MS or any of these, but if we can, even with daily treatments, if they have our home model, are able to do their basically activities of daily living for her was her career at that age, then I think that's a success. I'll, I'll label that a win. Absolutely. And again, just so non-invasive, pain-free, no side effects. This is why I'm, I always tell people, look, you know, let's say in relation to a firefly treatment specifically, I'm like, look, the worst thing that can happen is that you lose an hour of your time and 75 bucks. That's it. It's not like taking antibiotics where you could destroy all your gut bacteria and create antibiotic resistant bacteria. No, like there's no side effects. So give it a try. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you're not going to leave with all this negative stuff too. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Low, uh, low, low to no side effects, not, not thousands and thousands of dollars. And because we're at the power level we're at, and this isn't just for the parasites or neurocog, but also pain management. I tell all my patients in three treatments, I set the line at three, you should notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Don't, then I don't want to waste your time or money. And I don't want to waste my time on a patient, another patient, because my schedule is full, that I could be helping. So not kicking out the door, we'll try something else, but you'll know right away. It's not 20 times to see any little bit of change. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited because I'm doing a little bit, we're doing a little bit of a brain study with me because as you know, I've had five concussions from soccer. And so I'm excited to share because I think three weeks ago now we did a brain test to see where I'm at. I'm at about 70% for my age range, which is not great. Obviously, I want to be much, much higher. And I've noticed such a massive decline in my own mental capacity memory issues, balance issues, focus issues. I get fatigued very, very easily. I actually get stressed very easily. And those none of those were issues I had before. And I'm super excited because we've done three weeks of treatment now, two treatments a week. And I think I told you after two treatments on my brain, I already noticed my memory was improving. My focus was improving. My stress was going down. So very excited. I think in about two more weeks, we're going to do the brain test again, just to see where I'm at. Absolutely. And I'll elaborate a little bit more on that. The, the brain test we did is called brain gauge. Uh, I don't, we don't manufacture it. It's at least 20 years, probably more of research out of university of North Carolina. And they were using it because the, uh, the, it's kind of like the F scan, but for the brain. <laughs> so we're finding out what's going on. And they were, they developed it because they knew the football players were going back to the field too quickly after a concussion. So they got a concussion and they went back. And if they got another concussion, it's all over. No no more football for them. So the coaches and everybody were rushing them back and they used it to assess for their age group. And they built a huge pool of data uh, over the years, what, what their, uh, what their brain function was in, I think it's five or six categories, speed, accuracy, plasticity, temporal uh, uh, object um, judgment. And it does a composite. So when we ran your scan, took about 25 minutes and it's frustrating. I'm not going to lie. It gets frustrating because it's, it's like a little mouse thing that connects into the computer. And it, it, it has two little buttons that it buzzes. And you have to do little little tricks with it. You have to click back fast. It's, it's the way it measures it. So it's not scanning so much like the scan, but it's how you're interacting with it that's building up. And then it compares you at your age to this national database of everybody in their age. Mm-hmm. So if the senior citizens come, they're not being compared to a millennial because I get that question all the time. So I'm, I'm not going to be as best as my granddaughter. You know, I said, I know, ma'am, yeah. it's going to compare you for your age. So just right. So for your age, it was a low, it was 70. But what we're hoping to see is that score. So that's a really good metric for us for all of these. Uh, we didn't do that back in Michigan. I didn't I didn't know of that device back then. But that would be for another study. That would be a great metric to do. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, I'm so excited. And I just. I'm so happy we're doing this interview because I'm literally telling everyone I know about it. My best friend has now done the F-Scan and the Firefly. My aunt, my mom, so many other people want to do it. Now it's just a matter of them getting to the clinic and actually doing it. But um, it's so great to have this you know, longer compilation of information for people to really break it down and understand it and you know, hopefully see how it could be a very, very valuable thing for them as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, needs to get out. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I was just saying the information needs to get out there because again, even with the brain gauge, it's not a very expensive, I think we charge 125 for it or something. It's not thousands and thousands of dollars. You don't have to fast. And the same with the L-Scanders and there's not a lot of a, um, you know, um, um, preparation for it or anything like that. And you can see where you are and possibly improve if you need to. Mm -hmm. So now if, do you have a list on your website of clinics across America that have the the upscan and the Firefly? You know, I don't. As of now, as we've sold more and more, I'm going to have to add that uh, to there. But because it's relatively new, 
and I haven't been able to go to as many conferences uh, because of the COVID situation. I don't have as many as, as I, I would like, um, but the listeners are uh, fine to contact me. Um, you can uh, say my website if you want to, and my phone number and email are on there. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make sure. And I'm, I'm excited because I want to, in the show notes, I'll make sure I'll link some of those testimonials so people can hear them. Um, your website, of course, so they can find more information too. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you. So is there anything else that I missed that you feel like we should add? I thought of an interesting tagline a couple of months ago that we're at, to, for our company. So our, 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 our Bales Photonics, Bales is uh, my last name, my dad's last name. And then uh, and the tagline is changing lives with light. Oh, I love that. And I think that's what we're really, we're really doing. We're, I mean, I'm proving mm-hmm. I'm just a medical device entrepreneur or salesman. I'm standing on the shoulders of my father, but I'm actually a full-time practitioner working, as you know, at a very large, busy clinic in Southern California. So I, I see it. I don't just sell it. And I'm not saying the Firefly is the panacea. I use a lot of other amazing devices like pulse electromagnetic field, acupuncture, uh, all the supplements, everything too. But I think it has, at any clinic, it, it, it has a lot of uh, value and it can um, transform the way people practice medicine. That's the bottom mm-hmm. I love that. That's so good. Well, Dr. Bales, thank you so much for giving all of us your time. I'm going to literally send this episode to so many people. <laughs> thank you so much for hosting this. It was a, it was a wonderful idea and I, I love your whole Crescent uh, podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, we'll have to come back on. We'll do a follow-up episode to go over the results from my study. And then, you know, I think too, as some of the results from the studies you're doing now come out, it would be really interesting to share that information. Absolutely. Absolutely. Be fun. Well, thank you so much. And until next time. Thank you. Take care.